Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence, and I am so excited to welcome our guest for today's show. Carol Roderick joins us from Toronto, and I'm so excited. So Carol is a dating coach. Um, I would say relationship and dating coach, um, and she's my dating coach, and I'm so excited to have her on because she is full of wisdom, and this is such a great episode for those who might know single people in their lives or just want to learn more about like being yourself. So welcome to the show, Carol. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yay. Be great. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, um, well, we recently got connected and, um, so I don't know like super, super a lot about you, just that, um, you live in Toronto and, um, you've gone through your own dating journey. And so you've studied yeah. with Alison Armstrong through the PAX program who I love. And like, I've mentioned her name a few times during my other interviews with other people. Um, so I just, I just love the work that you're doing and excited to dive deeper and talk about dating and all the things. Sure. Sure. Yes. Would you like me to start a little bit about my, my own story? Yeah, I would love that. Okay. So I am now 42. The other day I was like, Oh my gosh, am I really this old? When did that happen? I've been telling people I'm 41, but I'm 42. And I spent most of my 20s and 30s in relationships that were not a fit. I dated a lot, but I stayed in relationships way too long. Mm. And with men who I tried to change or tried to, to make them into who I wanted them to be, I tried to make them closer to my ideal partner. And that did not work. And I moved to Toronto actually from Halifax. I was dating someone at, at the time. We had a great relationship. I moved here and then my needs were really not being met. He had previously lived in Toronto. He had a huge friend network and um, he just had like, he had a pretty good life here, but then I came and I didn't expect how needy I would be once you take away my support network, my friends, that kind of thing. So our relationship went through a lot of stress and I did not know how to handle it. Um, so I started taking courses on dating relationships. I got introduced to Alison Armstrong's work. Um, I went to and did the Sterling Institute for Relationships, their Women's Weekend. And I just started doing a lot of personal development. I fell in love with Alison Armstrong's work, took all of her courses, and then completed two different certification programs with her, um, focused on dating relationships and creating effective interpersonal partnerships, partnerships that really relate to not so much in the workplace, but relationships of the heart. Mm. So whether it's family relationships or romantic relationships, how to have good partnerships there. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, so I was waiting with 
the, the man that I moved here with for a wedding proposal that just never came. So I stayed in that relationship for two years when I was here in Toronto and the whole time it was pretty awful. Um, and he's a great guy. He's a really great guy. He's now married and he has a child. I am now with my partner and we have two young daughters together. And since I did Allison's work and completed the certification, I've been coaching people for probably the last four or five years on a part-time basis doing dating and, re and relationship coaching. That's amazing. I love that. And I remember when I went to your um, website, you were just talking about how, um, especially with women who are old, like maybe like getting towards the age where they're feeling a little bit of more pressure around wanting a family, but they haven't met the guy yet. Um, and I like, I can understand just like the amount of stress <laughs> a woman who really desires a family. And so that's something that you also um, work on, with women on. Yeah, that's sort of my passion area is working with women in their 30s and 40s. It could be earlier, it could be a little bit later too, who really feel like pressure. Time's running to have kids and they're single. And that could be because they've done what I did and had relationships that weren't quite a fit or just haven't found the right person or they've been focusing on their career. But we have that, there's two really parts of ourselves, that instinctual part of ourselves that's hormone-based, that even if you don't want to have kids in our 30s as women, we tend to feel this pressure to find a partner. Even if you know you don't want to have kids, just because our biological clock is like ticking and time to have kids is at some point going to run out for us. Um, so there's that, that pressure that kind of goes on and that can have us do all kinds of weird things in relationships. And when we're dating, like, you know, why are you dating? I've got to find the one. I got to make sure you're serious and we're on the same page right from the first date. So we can land really weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love that because like, it's, it's, it's so helpful to have someone who's been through the process and be able to walk someone else through the process. And I know that even from our short time of working together so far, it's, it's been like, oh my God. Okay. Like, I feel supported. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I feel supported. And also, like, even before we, you know, hit record for this interview, I was telling you, like, ah, uh, I need, like, <laughs> like, I need some handholding because I feel like we we're talking about animal instinct. Um, and I'm so glad that you clarified it because currently I'm reading Queen's Code, um, the book, which is written by Alison Armstrong. And, uh, I was, I was actually looking at it pretty like binary, like, oh, if I shouldn't be looking for my type because that is purely animal instinct. And I realized when I'm on dating sites, I literally am looking for my type. And so I cross out opportunities where I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And then I was like, oh, that's the end of the list. <laughs> at least for today and I'm like a little bummed and frustrated and then you're just saying how actually you don't want to base it on like pure human spirit can you share yeah. more about that sure so Allison really has come up with this neat way of thinking about ourselves and in a way it is a duality but I like to think of it as overlapping concentric circles so there's that human instinct of ourselves that's really reflective of our primitive brain that drives all kinds of human behavior even though we don't want to admit that it does but it does it um, it drives who we choose for a partner it drives 
how sometimes how we dress like in the first half of our cycle we will want to dress a bit more sexy um, because that's the time when we're fertile or leading up to the time we're fertile after we've ovulated we tend to want to like gravitate towards like sweatpants and you may not have noticed that in yourself but if you start paying attention you'll see that it's very much there because we can't we're not fertile anymore we can't ovulate so what's I want to say what's the point but it drives a lot of our behavior by no means all of our behavior then there's human spirit when you add in what she calls human spirit when you add in choice and consciousness and intentionality so you can there's these like two circles that, that, that overlap and we tend to I see a lot of women reading some of Allison's work who go okay well I got to get away from instinct all my decisions have to be made in this conscious intentional choice realm but it leads to a lot of conflict because we can't really separate ourselves from that instinct part it's going to be there with us so the best we can really do is acknowledge it and try to partner with it mm. And that's the very conscious choice. But at times when we're not at our best, we're not always able to think in an intentional, systematic way, that instinct is going to be there. So we need to be able to address it and make our choices. So we're partnering with that part of our selves. Mm, I so appreciate that because I mean, I was, I was like, I was like an emotional state <laughs> this morning and I was like, oh my God, like I've been doing it all wrong. And just to hear you say, um, you, you had to partner with it, right? And not leave it out, not make it the number one priority, but like, it's a part of us. It's a part of, you know, each and every one of us. So I was like, oh, okay. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> so really around just being aware. Um, and then I think it makes it more intentional. And yeah, it also adds something about chemistry. So chemistry is something that is very instinctual. It's like somebody's either like us or not like us. And when they're not like us, we gravitate towards them because diversity helps to make good babies and the genetic pool. Like as awful as that sounds, that's part of how we choose our partner. But if we're going, I want to be intentional, we could try to say, well, too much, you know, I, I want to avoid chemistry, but no, we need, you need to have so much chemistry. That instinct part is important. When there's too much, it diminishes our ability to have human spirit as part of the conversation. So then we end up losing ourselves. So if you've ever fallen for somebody really fast and hard, that's all chemistry. Mm. And then you start changing who you are you can even lose touch with your friends as a result or all these things happen because you're solely focused on getting that guy and being with that guy. When you come out of that, it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? So we have to watch that and you want to have chemistry. It's important because you need to partner with that instinctive part of yourself, but you want as much chemistry as you can handle, mm -mm. right? And still be yourself. Mm. And that's a good example of partnering really with the, the human animal and the human spirit. That's amazing. I love hearing that because it just, like, it makes sense when you say it like that. But I honestly, like for my past experience, like just like without knowing, I base everything, like, oh, there's no chemistry. Like there's no spark. There's like, oh, that's too bad. I was looking forward. Like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I'm not interested in a second date <laughs> because like the spark wasn't there. Um, and it's just what you said. It's like, you got to find the balance. Um, so I'm curious for you, like with your dating journey, like how, 
I don't know, this might be like one of those famous questions. Like, how did you know that your guy was the one? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So that's a really, well, it's a fun question. So part of my certification really involved interviewing all kinds of men. And as you know, I met my partner, Jeff. Um, we actually met at a Tantra workshop. And oh. at the end of the workshop, oh, I didn't, I guess I didn't tell you this. Um, and we met at a Tantra workshop. And at the end of the workshop, I said this famous line that took a whole lot of guts to say, I essentially said to him, like, I was like, I find you really attractive. And if you want to get together, like, if you asked me out, I'd say, yeah. And he was just blown away, like, oh my gosh. So I've just really given him the green light and let him know it was okay. Um, so we went out, it was really great, but nothing really, it didn't evolve right away. Um, Jeff ended up participating in a lot of my research. So I got to know a lot about him and about his own dating history and what was important to him and what wasn't. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I really like this guy. One, there was chemistry right off the bat, but then two, I got to know who he was um, and what was important to him and ask him really anything <laughs> in this neat kind of container of doing research and um, it evolved from there yeah oh my god I love that so yeah yeah take Allison certification just kidding <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, <that>. everybody <laughs> um, I don't think she's running them anymore but um that's too bad it sounds yeah, like a really cool that. Yeah, but it was just a neat opportunity to have to be with like in talking with men and women that you know I do still do that now talking about dating and relationships people tend to be open books and willing to share so much with you a lot of that just requires you know closing your mouth putting some duct tape over it and listening and you'll be so surprised by what comes out. I love that. Can you, I understand what the duct tape method is. Um, I'm sure a lot of people don't and it is actually really genius. Um, and it's hard as women to practice it. Cause I know, I know, I know of it and I'm always forgetting. I'm like, Oh crap, there we go again. So can you explain it? Sure. And I will add a little preface to this by saying I've heard many women, I've clients who will say to me, um, you know, that was an okay date, but I didn't really get to talk much. He talked the whole time. I'm like, wow, that's actually a great opportunity for you to discover so much about him. And a good, really good first date question to ask is something simple like, how was your day? When it creates connection, as if you're already just having a normal conversation with somebody you already know. So it's a very normal question. Ask that question. then put an imaginary piece of duct tape over your mouth. Men will tend to give you one layer of information. Then they'll stop. It's almost like they're going like fishing in their mind or they're digging into a well. So they give you some information and you sit there and you're quiet and you don't say anything. And it's this awkward silence for you, but you just sit there and then a man will dig deeper. <laughs> they'll go back into the well. They'll pull out another piece of useful information and give you another layer. So a deeper layer of who they are. They may, they may not have even known was there because women, we spend so much of our lives interrupting. And that awkward, like 20, 30 seconds, literally, of just letting 
let it there be dead dead air but allowing that for a man he will dig deeper <laughs> and and pull out more and then you've got this wealth of information and they will say to you things like wow you're such a great listener mm -hmm. or i didn't even know i thought that and they will share their opinions their beliefs so much about themselves um and it's just amazing it's really worth trying out and playing with yeah i um when i first learned about that it was through allison armstrong's workshop and i tried it like immediately um and I was like, oh my God, this really works. And it, 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 I, I find that it's hard for me to do if I'm like, uh, if I'm not somehow, if, it's, if I'm just facing a person, like a guy and we're talking and I'm like, oh, this is really hard for me to like not say anything for 20, 30 seconds. But if someone's driving and it's like freeway, then they, I can ask and then like look around. <laughs> it's just, it was like, then it, I can fill in the gap by like not the awkward silence. Um, but it's so fascinating because with every, even when I talk to my dad on the phone, phone is easy because I don't have to like, you know, I could be doing things, <laughs> but like, mm. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he'll just keep pause. And then he comes up with another answer, pause, another answer, pause. And at first, like when I first learned it, I was like, when does this end? <laughs> like, how long do I have to stay silent for? And it was really cool because every time I've done it, the person, the guy will you eventually say, and that's it. Yeah. Is that yeah, the same absolutely. for you? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Or that's all I have to say about that. Or, and that's my opinion. Like they will, they will let you know when they're done. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like that is actually a really, um, who would have thunk, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, you know, one of the things as women, we, many women will think guys are superficial or don't have the depth that maybe we have. But a lot of it is in our listening of them. And if we can practice, you know, the duct tape method and those periods of silence and really just learn to listen, it's incredible mm. what we'll find out. And the depth, it just has allowed me in my own journey to develop such a, such a deep appreciation for men and for the masculine. Yeah. What, um, like, what are, what do you find in terms of, women and dating um, or even just like relationships like what's one thing that women tend to misunderstand about men or in the dating process like what's something that women I don't know like they just don't realize well you know the first thing that comes to my mind and again I'm pulling from Allison's work is how men tend to be single focus mm. and women really we are scatterbrained we're all over the place we can do a lot but we're, we tend to be more multitasking and have a lot on the go you and i could be having a conversation and i could be doing something else at the same time and it wouldn't phase me our conversation can keep going um a man on a date is really trying to provide you with a great time and make sure you're happy and enjoying yourself and sometimes we will misinterpret their behavior as they're not paying attention but they're really paying attention to how can they make sure they're that you're having a good time so if you're changing locations they're focused on getting to the next location so if you're going from a restaurant to a bar they want to make sure you know they know where the bar is and they're getting you there and they're focused on getting to the bar but while you're on your way there say you're even just walking you're trying to have a conversation with him about something and you just can't connect 
And that's because he's totally focused on getting you guys to the bar safely, happily, that kind of thing. And it can cause us a lot of stress when we don't know what's going on because we are really struggling to connect. You know, it was so great. The rest conversation in the restaurant was so great, but now I, I can't reach him. Where did he go? What happened? Um, and they didn't take a sour turn. It's just you know, different, different ways of kind of analyzing the world and going about doing things. So if you can realize that men are paying attention to how to make you happy, how to keep you safe, providing a great time, it just shifts everything. Mm, I really appreciate that because um, it's true, especially like if you don't know that and you're on a first date, it's like, oh my God, he's not actually interested in me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, that's actually really good to know. So single focus and then women are more um, multi awareness, diffuse yeah. awareness. Yeah. That, I think that's really good to know. Um, yeah. And then like, in terms of like, um, well, something that you were actually, okay, so let's, before I started working with you, I was, I'm not going to say I'm against lists, <laughs> but I always like, I've written my list of what I want from a guy. Like I've written it and I don't know, like sometimes I think I know what I want and then I get the guy that I thought I want. I'm like, oh, it's not really him. So I'm throwing the list out the window. Um, so for the longest time, I didn't really have a list. Um, but working with you, I felt like it was a very good way to approach it. And um, can you share more about that in terms sure. of your method? Sure. What I like to call, and you, you call it your A-list, and I like that too. I call it your datum or ditchum list. And that's really, I get women to make a list, write down everything that you think you need and want in a partner. Who is your ideal man? Write it all out. And I think, what did you say you had? You had like, I would say 93 items. I, when I emailed you, I'm like, uh, I had like 93. And then when we did our call, I had over 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's totally normal, right? Because it's like you're writing everything out. And then what I get people to do is look at the list and go, okay, here's everything, but run it through the filter of each item. I would rather be single than be with a man or be in a relationship that wasn't blank and you're filling in that item. Mm. That will help you get really clear on what your deal breakers are and what you need and want in a relationship. Because you actually want, like, you're not, there's, there's many men out there, but you're looking for, like, a really good fit, not just any man. And it's okay to be picky. And you need to keep both that human spirit part of you happy as well as that human instinct. So things like height, you know, that's a big thing for us. We want somebody who's taller than us. And that's very much a human instinct. But if we don't pay attention to that, if it's going to put us into a situation where we're going to be criticizing the other person or not feeling safe ourselves, that is not a winning situation and going to set you up for a good long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be a stress for you. Um, but so you're creating this list and then you're getting clear on what your deal breakers are and using that to help develop, if you're doing online dating, your online dating profile, or even just your presence and switching how you think about dating. So rather than on a first date, and the question we tend to ask is like, is he my man? Is he my man? Do I like him? Is he not? Instead, 
how is he the qualities and the things that you've written on your list and using that date as an opportunity to keep clarifying who is your ideal partner so then as you date you'll move forward you'll know better what to look for and get closer and closer to meeting the right person for you mm, i appreciate that and i also appreciate that um i didn't feel like judged like you didn't you didn't you didn't make me feel bad. Like you were celebrating the fact that I had over a hundred items and we went through each and every one of them and you're like, you know, walking me through it. But it just, I just felt like by the end of it, like you really saw what I like my, like what I really need in the guy or what I desire. Um, and I was like, Oh, I, I didn't even realize that. And so I really appreciated that whole process. Um, Cause it gave me more confidence and like, oh, okay. So it's basically like these areas um, and, and you were just like, yeah, he's out there. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was awesome. And then like, I, I did want to like, cause, cause you talked about height. Um, but I loved your perspective around the height. Um, and well, just as if any, yeah. Like, so like, if you're a guy listening and you're single, do not lie about your height. <laughs> it's obvious. Um, but yeah, can you share more about like the height conversation? Sure. It's often not about the height. It shows up as height for us, but it's also body type. It's about what we're going to, on a very instinctive level, what makes us feel safe. And it's really important that we feel safe in a relationship and with who we're with that um, men tend to be bigger and stronger than we are. We want somebody who's bigger and stronger than we are on an instinctive kind of level. So it's not just about how tall are they, but are, am I going to be able to relax and be comfortable and at ease when I'm with this person or not? And that's where height comes in, where I think it is important to pay attention to somebody's physical presence. And somebody can be a small person and still have a huge physical presence based on who they are, how they carry themselves in the world. So I often challenge women when they say, like, I need a man who's at least this height. Well, why, why is it height? What is it that that provides for you? Um, so you can dig a little bit deeper and see what are the things that you really need in order to feel safe in a relationship? Mm, yeah, that was, um, that was helpful. And then you were also saying, like, generally, like, three inches taller yeah, like two to three inches offer. In most cases, that's okay. Yeah, I, I just really appreciated that. Yeah, so, and then another thing that I'm just curious, like, not like man versus woman, but you mentioned it when you were saying, um, like, on a, like, on a date, like, the, the provider. I think, like, yeah. um, like, how... A, like the date really wants to make sure you're having a good time. Um, so making sure we arrive at the destination in a safe place, safe way. Like, are there other signs that the person, the guy is providing for us? What that pulls up for me is I'm going to answer this in not the, not a completely direct way, but around the masculine feminine mm -hmm. um, women, most of the time. So rather than thinking of a polarity between like masculine and women or sorry, uh, women and men and being different, but each of us, I like to think of masculinity and femininity as being on a continuum and we're all in certain areas. And right now the work, the world really calls women a lot of times to roles that pull a lot on our masculine, the masculine energy. 
And it requires a lot from us to shift from that masculine back into our feminine. And I, I run a course that really helps people like play with that space and along that continuum. And we can be really successful in our careers, but when it comes to relationships, not have the same skills because it's entirely different skills. And most of us as women, not everybody, but most women want to be more in their feminine when it comes to a romantic relationship. So we're really looking for the masculine, but we end up dating from the masculine because that's what's been successful for us in the area of career and other areas, but then causes all kinds of problems when we use that same approach when we're, when we're dating. Mm. So, uh, something neat to think about. And some women too love being more in the masculine and are looking for a man who's actually more in, in touch with his feminine. And that's fine. So it's like really like finding that balance. Um, yeah, I would say that's something like that was my, I went like when I first started, like, you know, my twenties, like I, I came from it from a very masculine way. And I just think back, I'm like, Oh my God, I did try to change. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I wanted it like, and it becomes, it's like a very masculine energy. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's always a reminder of dancing between the masculine and the feminine. And as women, I feel like, I don't know, like I, I thought I was more masculine, but I realized I'm actually more feminine. And so it's actually like, I have to work on like, Hey, remember to receive, like to lean back, receive. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I'm, I'm in masculine mode a lot. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a great reminder. Yeah, there's a lot of great things we can do too to shift from the masculine to the feminine, whether it's like dancing in your room, putting on some like music you love to groove to or doing like hip circles and like belly dancing or just whatever. It could be a gym class, going for a walk, time in nature, anything to slow down and kind of open up doing yoga helps us to recenter and get back in touch with that feminine and more receptive part of ourselves. Mm. Yeah, that's and, and even like, would you recommend that before a first date or any date? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Good. <laughs> and then when you're on the date too, you can also sit back and relax and have a guy pull out, like just relax and let them pull out your feminine and see how that works. Practice being receptive, taking a couple of deep breaths and just relaxing. Oh, that's really interesting. Cause I remember I, this isn't even on a first date, but this was just chatting with a guy. And like, I was like, I was the one who kept asking the questions. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm doing all the work. And so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, what is happening? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm going to respond without asking a question and then we'll see what happens. And there was nothing. So I, I ended it. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually like, I feel like, what you just said right there, like leaning, like just kind of like slowing down and letting him pull the feminine out of you. I'm like, yeah, that's really good. That's a really good way to go. Um, yeah. And if that's how you want your relationship to be, like if you want to be more feminine in your relationship long-term, finding a man who pulls that out of you is really helpful. And that might be something else to add to your list. Ah, so when okay. you're with them, you naturally sink into your feminine. Mm. Sometimes I, some people say dating's a numbers game. What is your thought on that? Because I don't know, it just feels a very masculine approach to dating. <laughs> but I mean, 
Well, you could say it is a numbers game in some way. But if you look at the process of the process of clarification, where you're always getting clear on who is a good partner for you. And if you believe in like manifesting, the clearer you are, the sooner you're going to be able to pull in somebody who's a really good fit for you. It's really a process of clarification more than a numbers mm -hmm. game, I guess. So I it's like there's that. not the right number. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective. Um, and then something that you shared with me that I actually had to like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, in terms of like putting the dating profile together, I remember, um, what was it that you were saying? Oh, cause I, I made a comment <laughs> about like prefer to meet in person versus texting forever or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you were like, okay, that's like interesting that you put that there. And I was like, well, I just had like, I'm just talking like sometimes we just talk, 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 talk. And like, there's nothing like I'm not like, a texting buddy. Like, you know what I mean? And you're like, we should remove that because it's coming from a place of anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I um, like, and it, hel it was helpful because you were, it was just like your state of mind when you put the profile together. Yeah, you really want your profile to reflect you in a positive light. And it can be tempting when we get frustrated with online dating in particular to write, to include little phrases that show up when we've been frustrated. Like, mm. but I'm, I don't, you know, I don't want to text on here forever or like, and it's not so much the words, but it's the negativity behind it. Mm -hmm. And then you're putting that out in the world instead. And I think we changed yours. And I don't know what you said, like, I would like, I'd like to meet in person soon. Like I'm, I'm up for meeting in person, um, which is just a whole, totally different vibe and has a different energy around it. And then that's going to be what you're pulling in um, rather than having this little bit of a rough edge, it's like getting rid of those rough edges. <laughs> yeah. Which I really appreciate it because I, it's like sometimes I don't know for like, I know for me when I'm putting something, I'm, I can be tunnel visioned. Like I just like, and as soon as I'll update it based on frustration. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's so helpful to have someone else just kind of take a look at it, especially like with an expert who just kind of can tap in a little bit more. Uh, so that was really helpful. You're welcome. It's fun to do. I love doing this work. <laughs> yeah. So how can people get to know you more and learn more about your work? Sure. Well, you can, I have a mailing list and the easiest way to get to that is by going to my website, which is mylovecoach.ca. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, my page there is mylovecoach.ca. And uh, it's a great way if you're on my Facebook group, you'll see our, our Facebook page, you'll get different videos and things that I'm producing um, or on my newsletter. You'll get that with some dating insights every week. Yeah, on dating insights, little tips and suggestions. Yeah, it's really helpful. Like the the tips that you give is very practical. So for those who, and I even think, um, even if for listeners who aren't dating and are in a relationship, I still find that there's some things that are relevant. Oh yeah, right. Because at the end of the day, it's communication. <laughs> well, yeah, and my approach really to dating is trying to put your authentic self forward. Like we can look around in the dating world. There's a lot of dating experts or self-help books that will give you strategies and tips that are a lot of strategy that aren't really an authentic reflection of who you are. And my approach really is to 
put you put yourself forward in an authentic way and in a positive way so you're attracting the right partner and somebody who's going to work with you for the long haul mm, yeah i appreciate that because there are a lot of strategies out there so amazing well thank you so much for your time carol it's been so fun thank and you. so like knowledgeable so educational so thank you well thank you very much it's fun to do this with you so yeah. thanks a lot for inviting me to do it yeah and for listeners uh, feel free to share so if this resonate with you um you can tag us both on facebook share us in stories um all the ways and thank you so much have a good one Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.